0: I'm uh, drinking a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Nice. And I got it. It's it's kind of funny. I got it with their fudge brownie syrup. Okay. Which is like a thing they're promoting right now. All right. It's like like I'm drinking 30 ounces of brownie. I mean, it's just...
1: just Thick and I just imagine that like thick. It's really not that thick. They like put into the. here
0: I'll show it to you on the camera, dude. Look how look how black that is. That's oh like my, the world. That looks like
1: just like a black coffee, like black iced coffee. Just tar. Uh, it, or iced black coffee. Yeah, not black iced coffee.
0: It's really good. It probably. My guess is when Dunkin' Donuts does stuff like this, it probably offends yeah. like every coffee snob imaginable. You know they're like, oh, my God. well they well they wouldn't be drinking Dunkin'.
1: Dunkin yeah, I don't say. think, I, yeah, I don't anyway. think like coffee snobs are gonna be walking around Dunkin's Dunkin' Donuts going, hey, you guys make crappy coffee. I think they make outstanding <laughs> coffee. I don't have a problem with their
0: coffee. Their coffee's fantastic. You hear that, Dunkin'? <laughs> We're pimping you guys now this <laughs> week too. Dunkin' Donuts fudge brownie coffee. <laughs> get get your brownie coffee. Get your brownie uh, Dunkin, Dunkin' Donuts. Get your brownie on at Dunkin' Donuts. Creep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I will no, say I, that it is it, yeah, uh, it is it anyway. is tremendously sweet, and I, oh I And I don't normally do that. Like dude, a couple of years ago they had an Oreo flavoring. Ooh, okay. Oh, it was so good. It was like you're, <laughs> It's like you're just drinking this ice-cold Oreo. Uh, it was just it was wonderful. Uh, probably about a bazillion calories per sip. But yeah, I've drank like half of it. Uh this Imagine fudge just bro- gets sick though yeah i i've i'm I've about had enough
1: <laughs> like man nah, I'm good like well, you can well you about halfway i saw you're about like two thirds of the way down, like just fill the rest with water and then that'll probably dilute the rest of it it'll oh, taste like man. a normal like chocolate you know oh, coffee
0: yeah, it is uh it's thick, thick and creamy, well, and I got it with <laughs> almond milk because i don't i try yeah. not to drink dairy, and so yeah. uh just be. <laughs> Not going a dairy rant. You just you don't need it uh, as a human. I was going to ask you like yeah. why
1: don't you drink? Because I don't drink dairy either. Uh, so I was going to wonder why like why don't you?
0: Well, you know, uh, for this week in nutrition, uh, we I, I choose not to drink dairy for a couple of reasons. Uh, not that I'm like lactose intolerant or anything like that. I just found as I got older because I used to be a half and half guy in my coffee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I found that as I got older, uh, I I bloated. Like my stomach would just like bloat, you know, and and then for, you know, a good couple hours after having the coffee, I'm doing
2: this,
0: you know, just those airy belches where you are just like, boom, right. (laughs) It's like, it smelled like coffee and everybody's like, oh, you smell wonderful. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. Uh, And then I started using soy milk. Uh, until I found out that that'll give you boobs. And so uh, I stopped doing that. And uh, When you don't want them. (laughs) Yeah. Not (laughs) not on me, at least, anyway. Uh, And then, uh, so I went to Almond Milk, which I really enjoy. Um, Okay. Yeah. And Joanna actually found Almond Creamer. Oh, yeah, nice. that's yeah, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, the the point is, you know, I uh, not only do I like the taste of Duncan's coffee legitimately, uh, they were one yeah. of the first uh, and I brew at home, of course, uh, as listeners of both shows know. Uh, but yeah. I I enjoy going through a drive through and having someone else make the coffee because uh, yeah. making iced coffee with a Keurig is kind of lame and this never tastes right. And so uh, anyway, uh, hmm. Duncan was the first to offer almond milk. So anyway, when I ordered this coffee, I asked her through the drive-thru. I said, does the fudge brownie, I said, is that already pre-sweetened? And it was kind of funny, her response. She's like, oh, yeah. She goes, that's made by Hershey's," <laughs> And I'm like, oh, well. All right. oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, you <laughs> bitch, yeah. And so I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, I said, I'll do an ice dark roast, large. I don't know why I did a large, but I chose large. Yeah. And I said, with the fudge brownie. And she goes, "Would you like sugar in that?" And I'm like, "Good lord, woman. You just got done telling me that it was Hershey syrup for, for god's sake. Like, <laughs> "Do you want some sugar with that?"
1: Oh, lord. <laughs> I'm just, all set. Yeah. You know, just well, that's good. <laughs> do you um, haven't but do you have an <laughs> insulin needle in there? Just throw yeah. that in there yeah. while you're <laughs> Well is you I, got everything else rocking.
0: Is I'm eating my sushi and putting soy sauce on there. The waiter asked if I would like salt, you know. I mean, just uh <laughs> Oh yes, please. <laughs> the soy sauce just isn't salty enough. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I said I'm good on the sugar. I said, but if you could throw some almond milk in there. And dude, this I've this is the Duncan that's like three miles from our house and yeah. she laughs and she goes, yeah, you're going to want to cut that with something.
1: And I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> And she's offering to put sugar in it. And she's like, okay, this guy's actually going to make a good decision a yeah. little bit. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're going to want to cut that with something. <laughs> she's, she's there to give you whatever you want to get, yeah. but she's, she's, she's proud of you. And yeah, she,
0: you know, she, she really made me laugh, which was great. And then, you know, she hands it to me through the window and uh, I do not drink black coffee. Uh, I, you do, right? You'll drink your coffee black.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. For Ooh, sure.
0: Man, you are you are more man than I am. I I okay. cannot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You uh, you just agree. I'm like, well, of course I am. Uh, dude, <laughs> yeah. Black, yeah well, sounds good to me. I'm black, black coffee, man, dude. I okay. just
1: makes me. But ugh, the deal, but the, I can't handle but the it. deal is with the with the black coffee. It's not just. It's not just uh, coming out some sludge maker. You know what I mean? Like the the black coffee that I drink, it's not, it's, it's, uh, it's actually from press, which is Arizona. Um, they mail me a bag of coffee every month, which is pretty awesome. Ooh, and <laughs> Hey, a bag <laughs> of beans, they're fresh roasted, roasted like a couple days before and it ships out to me and they vacuum seal and, and I grind those up in a grinder that I have at home, make a pot of coffee and go for it. There you go. And, it's all in the quality man it's just the quality of the bean and they they roast them up right and they they care for them and they care about the coffee and um you know I and not to say that I drink black coffee all the time I just I just I prefer black coffee when I don't wow. have to add anything to it. Wow, man, dude, because I, I, it's I, I, flavorful; it has flavor. Oh, it does. And if you're drinking, if you're drinking black coffee that doesn't have flavor or is bitter, 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 then you're drinking the wrong black coffee.
0: Where you like, you you take a sip of your coffee and you instantly need water. <laughs> you are know, oh, like, yeah, man, uh, the, like, the
1: dry, the dude. Dry. That's the that happens. But just I pulls tell you, like really <laughs> good quality coffee. It just doesn't happen that. It way. It pulls
0: like every drop of moisture from your mouth
1: after <laughs> just so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink some more of this coffee, uh, dude. I, seriously, thirsty.
0: man. I, I tip my hat to the black coffee drinkers. Joanna's dad uh, drinks his black. Um, my dad will uses milk. Yeah. like just a just a splash of like yeah. regular milk. Um, but yeah. Uh, so
1: anyway, uh, that was my, my father-in-law uses evaporated milk. Oh, Lord. I don't know why. Can he has, milk. This, he has this can oh, of Eagle? Brother, yeah, Eagle condensed Eagle. milk. Well, it's, no, it's evaporated. Oh, so it's well, not, what's the not sweet, and it's not like condensed milk. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what the difference is. That's maybe we'll a be... listener could like kind of write us yeah, and tell us. Please, please, yeah, send, please it, RF... send us
0: a tweet. <laughs> So tweet us, send us <laughs> a RF- tweet on evaporated milk.
1: <laughs> RFBPC, please let us know what evaporated milk is. That's we we'll, can't figure it out. That's what we'll be
0: drinking in the inevitable Trump nuclear holocaust, right? <laughs> just, oh, I went there. I went there. I'm so sorry, but that's what we'll be drinking, right? Is condensed. Everybody milk? gets rations yeah, and
1: okay. everybody gets their thing, but condensed milk is good. Condensed milk you cook with, and you add to sweeten things up. Actually, it's really condensed milk is really tasty, uh, but evaporated milk, it's just like thick milk yeah oh. it's just really odd like, tasting like it just came right can. out of the it's like weird. it came right out of the udder just a pss, 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 pss. <laughs> i don't know it just doesn't <laughs> i don't know it doesn't it you know it i tried it because you know he's over there he's like you want some and i'm like okay oh, and brother. uh he throws it in there and i'm just like it doesn't taste like anything at all i guess interesting like, no but yeah i don't know interesting <laughs> i don't know
0: all right. Well, anyway, that's, that's uh, for, for people who, you know, from week to week, and they go from day to day as they wait for this show to show up in their feed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no matter You're which welcome. which any of the great services, and let, let's pimp them again, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher, or Overcast, SoundCloud, we love them all. You guys just yeah, sit man. and you go, I wonder what John will be drinking this time around. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: okay. Enough of that garbage, dude. It's stupid. But
1: dude, no. I was, well, yeah. Uh, I don't. It was know. stupid. St- Great way to start, yeah. though. Eh, well. Whatever. Um, I was watching before you rang, before you called. Yeah. I was watching, um, Legion. I was watching the pilot episode of Legion. You can actually get that free on the iTunes right now. Okay. Um, the first episode, the pilot or and if you have
0: fx right it should be <clears> or if fix. you have fx oh. now i think
1: yeah uh, or fx i think if you can log into a if you actually do the whole you know Or if you i have got DVR, a dish or i got yeah. cable
0: if you get the dvr <laughs> you can read if you know. got yeah if
1: you got something but i don't so i have to kind of you know at the whims of the you know television gods they'll show mercy on me occasionally <laughs> yeah, and i can right. i can watch the content um but yeah no i was watching uh just some of the just the pilot episode, and uh, I tell you, the visuals, rad, man. Uh, the theming is pretty cool. Um, I don't know; it looks just kind of cool. Looks like a cool show. A uh, little darker, a little grittier. You know, no flash CW nonsense. So, I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. Kind of like the uh, kind of like the first uh, twenty minutes, though. That's good, Maybe man.
0: We'll you'll you'll have to. You have to keep me posted because I am not watching that out of sheer protest. I know. Well, I'm, I'm kind of things a, out of that way. I know. I'm kind of being a stinker about it. You uh, are. I know. I am. Hey, dude, I'm I'm self aware about it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna try to. I'm gonna try to candy coat it. Uh, does it have anything to do with the uh, cinematic universe? No. Oh
1: well, great. <laughs> well, so fine. So it's gonna be. You know, it's, that's already a plus. or or, yeah okay so that's a positive all right (laughs) sure
0: (laughs) so I guess Uh, yeah
1: you know know, I think MCU is still the only one that's trying to pull their TV stuff into that pulls their TV stuff into the into one cinematic universe which is again cool Um, but with Fox I think with with the with their highly fractured (laughs) everything having another show that's just about Something completely separate, I think will will be kind of nice. I mean, I don't know how Legion fits in with the X Men universe or well, he's Xavier's universe. universe kid.
0: Anyway, he's Xavier's kid.
1: Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah, I don't out. know if they're
0: playing that up in the TV show, but uh, he is nothing
1: in the nothing in the uh, nothing in the pilot so he's far. Charles. Charles, Charles.
0: Yeah, he's Charles' uh, kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know we we talked uh, a little while back ago. You know, let's revisit that X Men timeline controversy. No, I'm I'm completely joking. <laughs> I do no no. Oh my god!
1: Right. How many people just turned off right yeah. now? I'm just can I'm we, out.
0: Can we wear you out some more? No. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we, we we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that Brian Singer is working on something for, uh, or not? Maybe it wasn't Brian Singer, but allegedly another. I'm just at the point where I just, man, I see anything like X related with real people in it. Man, I just, I'm like dancing right by it. Uh, Yeah. That will allegedly have something to do with the cinematic um, X-Men universe. But, you know, who knows? knows?
1: Well, he's an executive producer on Legion. um, And apparently he's got a 2017 untitled X-Men project. TV movie. Okay.
0: Oh, oh, a TV movie. Okay. It's a
1: TV movie.
0: (laughs) Oh brother, A teleplay. Uh, uh, yeah, that should nah, be that should be award winning. Well, I mean, you know, I'm glad that uh, you know you're giving it a spin. Uh, maybe I will, especially if it's free. Um, you know, I, I could probably grab it on on sure. demand through Direct TV yeah, as man. well too, if yeah. I wanted to. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna really mark that as a priorita. Yeah, but no, man. You know, hey, it's it's there for. You know, people who are interested, so, um, and, and you know, if it it truly does not have anything to do with the X-Men universe on film, then, you know, that could be a good thing because that's you,
1: less stress to be honest with you well yeah I because mean, I'm that, not trying to worry about I'm not trying to try to fix okay where does this fit that's not in my head at all I just get to watch a show and enjoy it and you're
0: just losing your marbles trying to figure out who yeah
1: I don't have to worry about because that's all I thought about during apocalypse you know that but in yeah. you know but this with this one I'm not it's just okay just like give me a cool TV show at this point like that's what I'm looking for it's I expectations are super low you know just give me a cool TV show. <laughs> And if it's cool <laughs> then great. If it's not then I'll go move on. We just
0: we've just reached that point with anything live action some, with live yeah, action just, X-Men we're like just give me something that doesn't taste like you know bland crackers gravel <laughs> gravel
1: <laughs> just g- gravel on cracker. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Well, yeah, well they done anyway, it. They've Legion known. Legion's right. pretty cool. Nice man. Nice. Yeah, man. I'm kind of looking at that.
0: So uh, before, you know, we, we went to air, you were watching Legion. Uh, I texted you a little something that uh, we felt would be worthy talking about. That's actually pretty big news right now. I, oh, yeah, for sure. That uh, Mel Gibson is officially in talks with Warner Brothers uh, to direct Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Very interesting. No
1: i this is rad i think it's uh super rad i'm i'm actually really i'm on board completely and i'm i'm seeing some stuff here i'm just kind of pulling some stuff but yeah dude i am on board like i am you know we we okay yeah here, here's here's where we
0: may polarize a few
1: folks but well, stay it is stay with it is. us stay with us okay so two thousand and six happens all right two thousand and six Happens in Mel Gibson's life. He has a mental breakdown. He is blasted on
0: 11 years
1: ago, 11 years ago. That's a long time, man. A lot, a lot of time has passed 11 years. Yeah. He has a complete breakdown, does a lot of stuff and says a lot of things that were highly offensive. Yes. That were not in a, not in a, a, not in a uh, proud moment at all and should never be spoken about positively. Um, it, uh, I think he described it as, yeah, that's my, that's my worst. That's me at my worst moment. You know, having a mental breakdown, uh, drunk on tequilas in the back of a squad car. That is me at my worst. And, uh, there you go. I watched him, uh, just watched an interview, uh, about Hacksaw Ridge just before, you know, we started talking too, and, um, I, you know, Stephen Colbert asked him a lot of questions and he, you know, just about that. And just kind of like, you know, how did you navigate that? How did you come out of that? And he's like, well, I meant my apology and I, you know, had to, t- I took the shots that I needed to take. And I did. I, they're all deserved, you know, got a lot of hate, got a lot of, got a lot of backlash and, and it was deserved and it sucked. And I said, he goes, but, uh, you know, here we go. I'm here we are 11 years later and I, I like making movies. And, uh, I tell you it, it, everything, you know, before that, you know, you'd think about before that moment and after that moment. But I tell you with, with, uh, his movie making ability, I mean, you go back to like Apocalypto, you go back to, Braveheart. um, Braveheart, the you mentioned you, with, the man with a, no face. Yeah. You mentioned that's one of your watches for that. That oh. happens almost monthly or whatever.
0: Oh, Braveheart. <laughs> Just uh, cinematic greatness is found in Just, Braveheart. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And then again, most recently with the movies he's acted in, you know, I haven't seen a lot of his recent stuff, but Expendables three. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, he was great
0: in Expendables three. He was the I never guy. watched Expendables three. Uh, it's the weakest one out of the three, but he, he was a great bad <laughs> okay. guy. He was a great bad guy. He was he was awesome. Nice. Yeah, man. He just ate the yeah. scenery. He was Fantastic.
1: But I mean, uh, what what Hacksaw Ridge had hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes for yeah. a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was his latest directorial, you know, sh- you know, uh, war movie. Um, and now they're shopping him around for Suicide Squad. I think he's he's getting refamiliarized with the content. I tell you, all that said, all that all all the stuff that he's come out and talked about, apologized for, got healthy. You know, not just apologized and said I'm sorry, and then right went right back into drugs and drinking, and and back into a lifestyle that didn't support health, that didn't support mental health. And we talked about mental health a few weeks ago with Carrie Fisher, yes, um, and how important that is, and and what that looks like. So I think moving forward, man, the dude's a f- director. He's a phenomenal director, and he's a phenomenal storyteller. And um, <laughs> I have. Honestly, I have zero problems. I'm, I'm excited to hear that he's on the project.
0: Sure. No, I, I, I agree fully. And, you know, he had the he had a couple incidents that really where he showed uh, his his ugly side. And, you know, you, you referenced one uh, where, you know, he was pulled over for a DUI, uh, heavily intoxicated, made some anti-Semitic comments. And Sure. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of years after that, uh, he is, you know, on, uh, audio tape, uh, verbally, uh, just being very nasty verbally, uh, to his yeah. second wife. Um, yeah. and again, some more racial slurs were, were being thrown around and, uh, using the N word and, uh, also intoxicated, heavily intoxicated. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, he had two really big like, you know, bam booms, you know, <laughs> within just a couple of years of each other.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: And uh, you know, you know those those audio recordings are out there and and if you want to dig into them and go listen to them, you know, feel free. I mean, you're you're not going to you're not going to be a better person if you do. I mean, you're just hearing someone who is drunk shouting and being nasty and ugly and
1: was mentally unstable, mentally
0: unstable. And you know, that doesn't excuse the behavior, uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. He was an adult. Uh, he, he knew better. He, he knew that he shouldn't have been doing that. What is very interesting is, and I sent you this link, uh, and, and we can throw it up in our, in our Twitter feed. Once this show goes live, of Robert Downey jr. Uh, You folks, you folks all know him, right? Uh, Plays a character called uh, Tony (laughs) Stark. I think you're familiar with that. For those who may not be in the know, Ryan, for those, you know, our listeners, we may have some who are a little bit younger. Let's let's go down memory lane with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, This man was horrible for a large portion of his career. And when I mean horrible, not that he was, you know, walking around, socking people in the face and, you know, just being belligerent. He was a drunk. He was a a drug addict. Yeah. He was manic depressive. He had issues. And he very quickly went from being a rising star to do not involve this man with anything that you're doing. He is cancer. And that followed up after a great movie, uh, if you if you want to check it out, uh, where he portrayed Charlie Chaplin, and yeah. uh, phenomenal, phenomenal performance by Robert Downey, a very young Robert Downey Jr. too, by the right. way. When you watch it, he let his demons get a hold of him, yep. And uh, that's why, in a lot of ways, he was the best pick for Tony Stark, and <laughs> and he has said that several yeah. times. And Hollywood uh for for lack of a better term and guys we're not here to talk about, you know, the moral code of Hollywood, okay? Set that to the side, okay? Hollywood was just basically like we're not we're not using this kid. Yeah, you know, he's a good-looking kid, he's got the charm, he's got the personality, but he's a drunk. He's an addict. And when he starts drinking, when he gets high, yeah, he turns into a little bit of a boner and we don't really like having him around. He gets nasty. He gets ugly. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, And Mel Gibson uh, cast him in a movie called Air America. Wasn't a huge box office hit, but it came at a time where nobody was casting Robert Downey Jr. anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was ostracized for sure. Oh, uh, and cast him
0: and did a phenomenal job. And then Robert just started to make a slow, slow comeback. Right. And you look where he's at now. It's, it's almost as if he never really went away. If you don't believe me, jump on IMDB, uh, Wikipedia, whatever. Look up Robert Downey Jr. and see the list of movie credits that we're, the, that we're talking like in the 90s, right? Mid 90s. Yeah. There were big hits. Well, he, had
1: his, he had his worst moments in the 80s. Yeah. You know, that's where, that's where he was.
0: Yeah. You know, he was in, he was in some, uh, you know, teeny bopper type movies when he was mm-hmm. younger, um, less than zero uh, being one of them. And so the Robert Downey Jr. that we have today isn't the Robert Downey Jr. that's always been around. And in this yeah. video, he's accepting a, uh, an award. And basically, he just calls everybody out saying, this man forgave me. You all forgave me. You're all sitting right. here act, essentially acting like I never did anything terrible. And he's saying, yeah. I did terrible things. And you're right. all behaving yeah. like I haven't done anything wrong. And here you've got this man who helped rescue me. And now here I am saying, right. forgive this man.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: And, and he in, and, you know, to, to quote the Lord. He says, who here hasn't thrown, who, who here, you know, is willing to throw any stones?
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And so without getting like super deep here, guys, that's not what we're here to do. You know, uh, I'm a firm believer in forgiveness and I'm a firm believer in second chances and third chances. And yeah. I know for me, both personally and professionally, uh, you know, I've had to make apologies uh, and I've had to make amends uh, for just dumb decisions that I've made now, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get drunk and start yelling, you know, racial slurs by any means, (laughs) but you know, I, I have said hurtful things and have done hurtful things and I've had to apologize and make amends and, uh, life infinitely gets better when you do that. And it doesn't mean that everything just all of a sudden is hunky dory, super cool. We're right back to where we were. You got to sometimes earn that trust and that respect. And in the case of Mel Gibson, Um, You know, who who is really anybody uh, to say, well, he shouldn't be directing this because of the things that he said 11 years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, I'm with you, man. I I was excited to read that. Seems like an odd pairing at first when you look at it, because that's not really his M.O. But you are 100 percent right. He he knows how to direct a very concise movie. And, and I'll use Braveheart as an example, a movie that is darn near three hours long, but feels like it's 45 minutes. It tells an, it tells a
1: couple VHS tapes when you watch that movie. Yeah. It tells this came on a two decker. Yeah. It
0: came on a double (laughs) decker. I remember that man. I even had it in widescreen format. Look out. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he knows how to tell a a great story. He knows how to direct, he knows how to keep it brisk. And he's a funny guy. You know, people forget that, you know, he was in a number of comedies. You know, like, you know, What Women Want, The Birdcage, yeah, Goldie Hawn, which you haven't seen. I recommend you watch it. You got to watch it understanding it was an 80s era comedy. So, you know, be forgiving when you watch it. But he has a he has a quirky sense of humor. He does, you know, kind of follow his own offbeat. Which fits the suicide squad, I mean kind of a wild guy, like, yeah.
1: he, but he keeps every he like again though storytelling wise the dude keeps everything together uh wraps everything in a beautiful story um and i and honestly you know you've you've known my opinions on on the d c movie scheme right now, and i with my issues with zach and 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 everything, and i'm david r He told he had made a fun Suicide Squad romp. I am, but I am thrilled to see someone uh, like Mel Gibson, um, which is a name that's associated everywhere outside of outside of the comic book movie realm. Uh, being able to walk into something like this and say, "Let me, let's give this a fair shot." Now, I don't know. You know, who knows what tomorrow holds after he you know goes through his process and, and understands material understands the script he may back out. He may just go, "You know what this is not for me He might, but uh, at the same time, like man, if this holds through all the way to all the way to uh, whenever suicide squad date two debuts." Uh, we're gonna be pleased. I I I feel like that's I can make that statement. I think it'll be a a very well done movie.
0: Well, I it, I kind of look at it very similar to how we discussed Deadpool last time around. Is that yeah, yes, man. You know, uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, they're they're not going to be as you know serious as the Justice League. Uh, you know, they're a band of misfits. Well, yeah, ban- band of misfits. They're criminals for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Some that's not you know just. That's just not beat around the bush, Ryan. They're criminals, punks, yeah. Punks and yeah. Stuff. Bunch of no, bunch of rascals, those bunch suicide of murderers. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of just, you know, silly goose, uh
1: <laughs> goofballs. Yeah,
0: and so, you know, we we've already got, you know, and and I'm not saying, you know, uh throw that all out for suicide right, squad yeah. too, because you have yeah. to have that right. Just like with Deadpool Two, you know, to have a Deadpool, uh, live action and not have him, uh, break the fourth wall. Wouldn't feel right.
1: No, that'd be silly. Yeah. Having, you, you gotta know, have, you gotta have certain things happen. And, and absolutely. I think, and you gotta yeah, have yeah.
0: Harley, you know, quipping and, and you know, moments of levity, uh, That being said, you know, it a little bit more of a tighter focus, Uh, you know, you and I are not going to ride the Suicide Squad horse again. We both are super fans of that movie. Uh, Listeners of this show uh, know that we have defended that movie since it first debuted. We will continue to defend it. Uh, There were moments where things were a little bit loose, a little disjointed, and you're just kind of like, okay, you know, there could have been some tightening here and there. And, yeah. uh, that's why I, with you, I I'm very, very pleased with where DC is taking these, these films and, right. and, you know, certainly there were, there was, you know, a course correction with the rated R cut of Dawn of Justice. There was a minor course correction with the extended cut of Suicide Squad. Nothing super outrageous, but it gave you at least a little bit more into the, the love story between Joker and Harley that it, it right. helped connect a few extra yeah. dots that necessarily yeah. weren't there. Uh, they're wanting to take it in a little bit more of a refined direction, and that's great. That's great. And f- again, for people who just kind of sit and they're like roll their eyes and they're unreasonable fanboys, you know, Marvel did things very similar with the with the MCU and wow. some directors did a great job some directors didn't do such a great job doesn't mean that the movies were any less you know outstanding they were but some are weaker than others some are stronger yeah. than others yeah. and um, th- this is a good sign uh for Warner Brothers and I I'd, I'd look at it as wow you know i mean they're they're really invested in what they're yeah. going to produce On screen
1: and they're excited about their content. And I think when they pull someone like Mel to show everybody that, I think it's, I think that says something about the content because you're not going to pull a, you know, an A-list director onto a D, uh, you know, onto a, onto an F script. You know, no. it's not going to happen. No. You know, those directors stay away from that kind of stuff. And I think yeah. and I think Mel Gibson's smart enough and the way he makes his decisions to walk away if it's not going to be the what he wants to do with it. Um, and hope, But hopefully, if, we, if he sticks through it, that tells me something. I feel like that tells me something. Well, and If it, he sticks through, then I, I feel that he trusts the script.
0: Yeah. And, and it tells you know, me that he has liked what he has seen so
1: far. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Even being totally unfamiliar with the content. And I'm, you know what? Yeah. I'm all right with it. I'm yeah, that's okay.
0: okay. Tim Burton never read Batman until he, till he got the director's chair for Batman.
1: Yeah, and we, right? And we see how well that did. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, Tim Burton's yeah, original iconic. Batman is is iconic. It's legendary. It it helped, yeah. re helped recreate that character, uh, live action wise cool. at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, man. You know, Mel Gibson. Hey, dude, we're in your corner, brother. We'd love to see you join the DCEU and yeah. And give us, you know, uh, hopefully maybe not a three-hour Suicide Squad. That'd be
1: maybe a little much. <laughs> Comes on two Blu-rays. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. It's someone, someone, someone remind
0: Mel these are comic book movies, okay? <laughs> something maybe Marvel needs Short to, attention spans. Yeah, maybe something that Marvel needs... We need needs. a lot of... We need... Marvel needs to remember, you know, as like, you know, Civil War, was starting to creep towards that two hour, 50 minute mark. You're like, OK, guys, remember, this is a comic book movie, not not King Lear. OK,
1: we need explosions. Yeah, we need a little sadness. We need a little jokes. Yeah, we're comic yeah. book fans. We don't. Uh, one quick thing that <laughs> I want to add, the hi- we're not drinking the highest tea. Here.
0: Uh, one thing I want to <laughs> add very quick to the DCEU and then we can move on. Yeah. Uh, is that uh Again, this nasty rumor uh is keeps kind of sprouting up that Ben Affleck is walking away oh, from yeah. from the DCEU. And I really don't know where this is coming from. And, you know, I've been digging in on it this week and looking at it, and it's very interesting to read his response because he's just kinda like shrugging his shoulders like I I don't get where Are you kidding this is coming from. No, and-
1: Yeah, I I I, I'm with you on this one. Like, I do not, and I think I think a lot of our listeners would be totally understanding about this too. With Ben Affleck stepping away from director's chair, I don't get what the big deal is. I I don't have a
0: problem with him stepping away from the director's chair if he believes that. I was excited for
1: him to direct it, but yeah, but if it
0: if he (laughs) believes that stepping out of the director's chair is going to allow him to to have a better performance as Batman as Bruce Wayne then he, his fingerprints are all over that movie already. And there's they're, a producer on and it. And they're, they're in the early script. He's the one who's, who's yeah. already cast Deathstroke for crying out loud. So, I mean, yes. he's, he's already, his fingerprints are all over. and We're in it. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know where this comes from, that, that he is like, uns, you know, this idea that he is yeah. unsatisfied playing Batman. I just, I don't. You know, maybe the, the blinders are on. I, I don't yeah. see it in either performance in Dawn of Justice or, you know, the brief couple spots he's in in Suicide. And then just in interviews, he he has a desire to be this character and seeing the Justice League trailer. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looks like the least in the shots that we're seeing it looks like he's having fun and he's enjoying it. I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. I just, I just really don't.
1: Well, here's, here's the, here's what I think that kind of came out of is that, um, something about him saying a long time ago or whatever that he wouldn't, he, as long as the script is good, he's going to direct. And so people, and so now he said, I don't, you know, anyway, so he said that. And then now people are going, Oh crap. The you know, this be Batman bad. movie is just going to yeah. be garbage. And it's like, OK, just everyone just OK. Can just everybody sit down slow, just for a second? Slow your roll, everybody. Yeah. Let's take a five minute intermission. Go get a drink of water. Come on back and think about it. The dude, again, we've talked about this at length. He is a producer. I think, is he an executive producer or just a producer? I don't uh, know. Either way, but I, there's he's, still a lot of Yeah, Yeah,
0: he's he's again, his fingerprints are going to be all over this movie. All he
1: it. worked with the writing team. Mm-hmm. He ha- has closely adopted this Batman character to <laughs> be dude, exactly what he, how he wants to represent. Dude, them. he is,
0: yeah. he is Batman right now. He is yes, Batman. Batman.
1: Yes. He's probably a key grip on the movie too. He's probably <laughs> holding a boom mic. Well, we joked that he's running the craft, you
0: know, service table <laughs> as well too. Everybody getting a sandwich. Yeah.
1: Did you <laughs> want- Get your sandwich. Well,
0: what was the joke? I said, was like, do you want cream with that? You will. <laughs> I don't know. It's a terrible, terrible Te- bad flack impression. But... <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves, everybody loves the <laughs> smear on their everything bagel. By the, by the way, uh, he didn't live up to that promise, right? I don't, he didn't make Superman bleed, did he? Remember? Because yeah, when Superman was bleeding. Well, after Doomsday got a hold of him, but. No, no, no. He cut him. He cut him on his face. That's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He did make him bleed. Okay. I stand corrected. Okay, I'm sorry. Fin- I can't remember if he thought. gave
1: a bloody lip during the during the beatdowns or not, but I thought uh, I know he I know he yeah. cut him. <laughs> Bruce so. Bruce
0: took a licking, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hello. <laughs> <laughs> Got his bell rung a couple times. All right, man. I'm yeah, sorry. Go anyway. ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I, I don't know. Was that it? What was that
0: was that I I, yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, was I, that it? I think that was it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm so, I mean, at, at I, least I, anyway, from, that's the point, at least from the reasonable fanboys perspective and and guys, you know, when we get ready for this show, Ryan and I may not always you know, talk throughout the week about what we're doing, but we're pretty much on the same page that what I'm researching. I'm, I'm pretty sure Ryan is as well, too.
1: Funny enough. Yeah.
0: Right. And so from reasonable fanboys, from our perspective and what we're reading and what we're seeing away from just ridiculous comments on you know choose your your poison uh, website yeah, right. yeah that he ben affleck is a 100 percent involved uh in it in all signs point to he is in this for the the long haul and he wants right, to yeah. s- he wants to see these movies be successful and uh, he is batman right now i don't know who could you know step into the the cape and the cowl right now and 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 portray batman as well as it was portrayed in Dawn of Justice and Suicide Squad, yeah. It's um, just
1: our two cents. It's it's working right now, man. Like it's a good run. I'm, I have no problems with it.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What do you got, man? What's what do you, what do you have up next up on the docket?
1: Man. I just keep looking at these stickers. I thought I showed you these. Yeah, stickers he showed right me before these we stickers. Started, and I just I'm just so Goof excited ball. about my new stickers. I went, uh, yeah, I went to a website, and I got these new stickers. I'm going to post them on the Twitter feed. Yeah, because they can't see
0: them on the show, Ryan. <laughs> I know. We don't do a
1: video show. So nobody, sorry, wants, no,
0: nobody wants that.
1: Yeah. With two guys, I don't know, man. Like I, I, you say it all the time, and I agree with the sentiment for me, for sure. So it's you know, I got the face for radio. That's right,
0: man. Face is made for radio.
1: Face is made for radio. Uh, but I do love this one. It's the, it's the, uh, it's a it's, uh, half, it's the Wilsons. Yeah, and, explain to uh, everyone
0: this sticker, dude. Because this is, I love this.
1: I love, I this. love this sticker. Yeah, and so it says the Wilsons, <laughs> and uh, there's a little there's a little ribbon running behind it says mercenaries for hire. It's wonderful. Um, and it's a it's it's like the single face, but it's split right down in the middle. And on the left side is Deadpool's mask, and on the right side is uh Deadshot's. No, not Deadshot. Um, fail. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. <laughs> Deadshot, so many Deadshot, Deathstroke, Deadpool. <laughs> Give me a break, <laughs> Lady Death. I
0: don't know.
1: That's La- a- yeah, Death Lady Deathstrike. There you go. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So uh, Deathstroke <laughs> on one side, Deadpool on the other. Uh, you know the Wilsons, being Wade Wilson and Slade Wilson. Um, nothing. Funny enough, both, they are nothing alike. By the same character. Nothing. Or the same. Same yeah. character. Oh. Same. Same writer. There. Same creator. <laughs> So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. And that I like cool, this man. one that says, I'm with you till the end of the line. That's His, a uh, you know, caps, uh, caps, love, lo, caps, love language to Bucky.
0: That's right. It's a bromance. Yeah. It's, oh, my
1: gosh. I like the, uh, I like the Dr. Manhattan sticker you've got there. That one's cool, man. It's just super simple, black and white. A lot of people you know. wouldn't, a lot
0: of people wouldn't get that right away. You're looking at it.
1: Maybe not, but. Which uh, is cool. I like it. You get to talk about it then. Say yeah, what's right. that? Oh, that's Doctor Manhattan. Let's talk about it. so mean, the Savage Dragon cover, which is the same book that I still have on my on my phone here. Uh, this is Savage, the Savage Dragon number one, volume one. Did you buy that digitally? I did, and I I'm gonna be. Um, yeah, you need to get that on. Decision. Yeah,
0: you need to get that on paper, dude.
1: Yeah, I I don't like it digital. Well, the digital one is not colored. Well, then neither is the paper one. <laughs>
0: the paper one. was not No, be...
1: that you said the paper one was colored. I thought no. No, at least I don't think so.
0: Maybe I did I don't know. I don't know, well, Ryan. Right? I say I say, so much, I say so much. I say so much. I'm not fact checked. I just I run willy nilly, <laughs> just <laughs>
1: just just powering through, just uh, letting the let, you, know, you know what when my you, lips stop flapping, uh, you you stop recording. That's the rule. That's the way
0: it goes. <laughs> and if uh, if you hear me say something wrong, you you just you heard me wrong. And go back <laughs> and, and listen again, and <laughs> you'll figure it out. No, oh I,
1: I oh, man, I don't know. Man, I mean, I, I I, yeah, because I, I got I, it and I was surprised that it wasn't colored, and you were like, yeah, go to get, get the, the ones that were released were colored in. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to bust up about that, but I just, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's colored in, it looks great, um, and I want to go find a, the, the colored in versions of uh,
0: Savage Dragon. Dude, it's not easy to find. Uh, some for some reason, at least, at least yeah. I haven't. I mean, I'm sure you could jump right on the internets and, and get it.
1: Yeah, and well, I might run around tomorrow or something and, and see what I can
0: find. I would recommend driving. I mean, you could run, but you know, I you, live, I live you,
1: far you, enough. I need to lose some weight, so that might run around. Just, you're just running, I'll make it to the end of the, I'll the, end of the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and turn around and
0: slowly walk back to the truck. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to go get the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Like Darth Vader with a
0: busted respirator over here. (laughs) This helmet (laughs) off.
1: (laughs) Good grief. Oh, Um, man. What uh, are you reading, man?
0: Well, uh, you know, I I have uh, just jumped both feet and head and body into rebirth. I was, you know, it's funny. We were talking before before we went on air, not just about the Robert Downey Jr. video. But in the last week and a half, I have stocked myself up pretty well uh, with some books, right? Uh, Picked up, uh, you know, Bloodshot Volume 1. Not Bloodshot Reborn, but Bloodshot Volume 1. Oh, the Uh, one that
1: I was reading. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, So uh, I've been been away from Valiant for a little bit. You know, a couple of things have just been taking my, just my attention away from it, which is okay. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, man. Uh, the, I just, I really am digging right now, uh, what DC is doing with rebirth. And, uh, you know, I wasn't super crazy about it when it, when it first started, uh, some of the initial artwork, uh, while it's better than what I can draw, because I literally have no drawing ability whatsoever beyond stick figures. Uh, it, it, It grows on you a little bit, grows on you a little bit, uh, though it progressively gets better. Um, I think you could see some course correction uh, with that. Uh, But one title in particular uh, that has really picked my interest is The Flash. And being completely just, you know, as transparent as just the most see-through glass, when it comes to The Flash on his own, yeah. I I'm very weak in my in my Flash mythology slash yeah. theology of yeah, of yeah, the Flash yeah. uh, beyond uh, the Justice League. Now I'm, I'm a huge Justice League reader. Love the Justice League, and uh, you know obviously the Flash is a huge. <laughs> Component sure, of the Justice League, it it, you know, we say the Justice League doesn't work without the Trinity. Obviously, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. You take the Flash out of there, you 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 miss a key component. Like you can go without cy- something, though. Yeah, like, you can just...
1: absolutely,
0: man. You can go without Cyborg. You know, Green Lantern can go
1: do like what. Not enough sugar in your coffee. There you go, man. Yeah, uh,
0: Green Lantern can go in outer space and never come back, and we'd totally be fine with that. Uh, Aquaman can go. <laughs> I don't know, wherever he goes. Um, but uh, so I've gotten gotten more into the Flash. And, yeah. you know, really, you know, everything DC has done uh, over the past five, six years, the Flash has been, you know, a key component yeah. of, you know, the Flashpoint, obviously, New 52. And, and now we're getting into Rebirth and we're discovering that, uh, you know, the events of Flashpoint really weren't all... uh, Whoa, bless you. Man, Ryan brought his trumpet with him. Uh, The events of Flashpoint weren't all completely, you know, uh, happened because of Barry's decisions. Right. Dr. Manhattan was, you know, kind of in the background. In the background. Yeah, doing some stuff. So, um, you know, reading Flash, um, I very quickly... (laughs) found myself about 10 pages in going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Cause I, man, I just let the flash knowledge base just crumble. So, yeah, man. So I set it aside. Uh, and, and this, we're talking, uh, this is flash volume one under DC uh, rebirth. Uh, so, I set it aside and I said, man, I have got to brush up on on my flash because, right, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm no ding dong here. I mean, I know who Wally West is and I know that Wally West, sure. uh, you know, when Barry Allen initially died, he took over the mantle of the flash and was the flash, I think, from yeah. like 1986 to 2009. Um, so for a number of readers back then, uh, Wally West was the flash, not Barry Allen. Yeah. It was Wally West. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin anything. If people haven't read it yet, I want to encourage you to read, uh, you know, DC rebirth. There's a lot of stuff that you got to get caught up on. if You haven't been away from it, not just stuff from new 52. I'd recommend reading the flashpoint. You can get that in, in a volume set now, very inexpensive, uh, pick up convergence, uh, which sort of the quote unquote road to rebirth. Uh, and then some, uh, 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 Lois and Clark, not the adventures of Lois and Clark TV show, <laughs> but the comic book that I was don't called.
1: Know yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I don't know why gonna, they you know, call that telling boom. me yeah. like I got all these books <laughs> and then I got to watch this TV show from the nineties for some reason. <laughs> like this
0: works in with it. They were so ahead of the, <laughs> the, the game. as unreal. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, now the, the comic Lois and Clark, uh, because it is actually called the road to rebirth and it explains how you yeah. have the pre-crisis. Um, yeah. Uh, Superman. Uh, now in this rebirth and, and I will tell you this guys, and I don't want to monologue forever. It, it It's not easy reading when you're trying to figure out how we got from flashpoint to rebirth and convergence. There's just a lot of stuff you do have to set aside the, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not disbelief. What is it when you, Oh man, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm being Kinda. a I'm being a nerd right now. Um. Anyway, th- there's it's not all going to make sense when you read it right away. I mean, you just got to be a little bit forgiving on DC trying to meld all these universes yeah. and timelines okay. into one. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Suspension of disbelief. Thank you. You. I just thanked myself. You're gonna have to put some, <laughs> You're gonna have to suspend your <laughs> disbelief. Okay. Yeah. And not try to p- apply like Back to the Future time travel rules or anything like that. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so you end up in the flash with two Wally Wests. And so, uh, I'm just like, Whoa, we've got two Wally Wests. What's going on? Who's this Wally? Who's who's this Iris? Why isn't the same as this Iris and that Iris and this Wally and this Wally. And we've got, you know, zoom and reverse flash. And I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. Every, everybody stomp on their brake pedal here. Number one, (laughs) I love what I'm reading. Very well written. Very cool. Barry Allen is such an interesting character for someone who is so into doing things the right way as a cop. For him to be so close to Batman is such an interesting dynamic because Batman will yeah. not do things the right way cuz essentially, you know, Batman is a criminal. I mean, Well, sure, yeah. Yeah. We've been criminals for the last 20 years, Alfred. I mean, it's a great line in Dawn of Justice, <laughs> right? I mean, Batman is a criminal, okay? What yeah. he does is illegal. Right. <laughs> um, but to see but to see Batman and Flash you know not like you know having low and brows together but there is this incredible mutual respect for each other right. and yeah. and and Bruce will always take Barry's perspective and process it and analyze it and Barry will not that he looks at Bruce as a mentor but he knows what an amazing right. detective he is yeah, they just work so well together. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's such an interesting friendship. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they're going to do it on film too, because I, I love the way it's portrayed in, in print, and always have. Again, more from the Justice League side, not from individual Flash. Anyway, um, my point is this: I had to go and just, just reread my Flash mythology and what an awesome character. I I feel like I have done myself a disservice by not being more involved with the flash, you know, as a younger reader. And now as a, as an older reader, not that I had anything against the character, never thought he was lame, never thought he was stupid. You know, even during the nineties when everything was about Marvel and then everything was about image and extreme characters like cable and yeah. Deadpool and just guns and pouches and machine guns and mutants. And you got, oh, the flash is stupid. That was that was a big thing, you know. The flash is lame. Never felt the flash was lame. I just mostly just read him in Justice League and, you know, whatever I got in those in those books. From there, yeah, you know, whatever I got in those books, well, you know, there you go. Uh it going in just and again, it it doesn't all make sense when I'm reading. because right. I'm like, woof, man! I'm just like, you're talking decades worth of just pre-crisis, post-crisis convergence, flashpoint, New Fifty Two, rebirth. And you're just like, what? right? So much is going on. But man, what a cool character! And I I can see how sometimes he's viewed as a simpleton because he's yeah. he is about like again doing things the right way. But I love the complexity that he carries. This guilt that is is fast and is he tries to do all this stuff, but yet is like, I could, I could always do so much more. Yeah. You know, and, and he feels guilty that he can't be everywhere because the flash literally can't be everywhere at one time. Just like Superman can't right. be everywhere at okay. one time. That's, yeah. that's why Superman needs the justice league. Right. He, right. he just he literally cannot be everywhere. The Flash cannot be everywhere. And he just is like he's, he's that awesome component of the Justice League, almost like he's the the moral compass of the Justice League in a number of ways. You know, Superman's the, the Boy Scout. Well, maybe not so much the new 52 Superman, but the old Superman's back. So yeah, we got, we got the boy scout back, which I, I, which I'm enjoying. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying having boy scout. I've had enough of grimacing Superman for a while, so it's cool to have him back.
2: Yeah. But you know, (laughs) Batman's the,
0: the thinker, the heavy Superman's the, you know, the, the imposing figure, the towering hero. Diana brings the wisdom of the gods and, you know, the ferociousness, the fierce fighter and the flash is sort of that moral compass, you know? And, is what we're doing the right thing. Should we be doing it this way? You know? And yeah. um, I just love being reintroduced to the flash. I, I have really, I just find myself, I'll read a couple pages and I'll flip back and I want to read them again because I just want to continue to just soak in how flash That's is cool, being reintroduced man. to us and in, in rebirth. I went really yeah. long on that, man. I'm sorry, but um, I just, it's always cool falling in love with, in, this, in my case, it feels like a new character because yeah. I just never really took the time to get invested in him. And he's he's really cool. And it's
1: a, it's a world you already love. And so it's, it's really nice to be able to step into another frame of reference. And dude, that's cool. I I remember picked up, uh, I I picked up, um, the flash number one off the new 52. When they started, I picked up flash number one. I picked up, I picked, I picked up purposefully. I didn't pick up, uh, Batman. Oh, I picked up Batman. I did. I read, and I read the Court of Owls, yeah. and oh man, what a oh, cool story. dude! What a great story! Man. What a cool story! And I'm so Alfred's gl- the bomb in that. Yeah, story dude. And I'm so
0: glad that when it came to Batman's continuity, um, rebirth didn't do away with that. Isn't yeah. the case with some other characters? They made it a point, pretty much, to keep Batman's continuity about the same. Yeah. So yeah, even though we're in full rebirth mode. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't read Court of Owls, oh, oh man, so dude, just Batman, just having it taken to him, man, and being pushed in a way that he's never been pushed before. Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good.
1: So good. Um, and then back to back that with uh, 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 Death of the Family. Oh, um, oh what a and heavy. Those were, those were back to back, you know, yeah. those were not, those <sighs> were back to back stories. Court of Owls, and too, Death man. of the Family. Death of the Family is so, you so heavy. That. Yeah. So heavy. Um and I picked up well I when when New 52 came out, I picked up the Flash number one and then I picked up Aquaman number one. Um and I I tell you, man, those were I I I flipped through them the other day. I didn't read them, but I just flipped through them. I, said, I was just kind of flashing getting some flashbacks and like just looking through the art and the art's so good. And uh and that's what I was saying about Rebirth. I feel like now Rebirth has kind of taken a turn with some of their artists. Um I think they've changed some. Or the, some, you know, that's, that's the way this kind of works. So you get like contracts run out and you get the starting few, you know, few lines and then you complete a storyline and then you move on to another artist who tells like a just a different story. And that's typically kind of what happens. And I feel like Rebirth has taken a turn in their artist quality. And I feel like the the, the people who are doing the drawings and the inkings now uh, look so much better than what I was seeing, at least uh, kind of in the comic book shop and i saw the new i saw the cover uh the dual cover of flash and batman um and it was a it was a holographic cover and you, as you turned it in the light it was batman holding the pen and then you turn it and it was flash holding the pen and uh they man i just they got some good covers right now and and they got some good art right now um i know comics pro is happening which is pretty rad for independent comics and stuff like that but they're talking a lot about they're talking a lot about uh, this story and you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear you talk about it. I'm I'll read it for sure. Yeah. You Um, need,
0: you need to get in on it, dude. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's tough right now because I've got my own. Like, oh, dude, there's here. so much to read. I mean,
0: it's just again, it's like you know, how much time do you have? Uh, because you know, I also read like so much. Okay, reasonable. List, don't don't get your feathers ruffled here. Okay, I also read real books now. Everyone's like, you the comic book is real. I know it's real. When I talk about a real book, <laughs> I'm talking about one with no pictures in it. Okay, you
1: know? just it's only the words. Yeah, it's just words,
0: <laughs> and you you have to put images in your head, right? Uh, so I, I, read traditional books. Maybe that's more like, it. Uh, you know, putting it that way, uh, yeah. as well as comic books. I, uh, reading is just something I, I absolutely love to do, but, um, you know, for, I know there's a lot of purists that are still out there that firmly, firmly 100% say the Watchmen should exist in their own universe. They should have sure. nothing to do with the multiverse. You know, I, I will respect that uh you know i, I don't want to you know just sit here and and say, you know get over it uh though I do want to say get over it a little bit it, it is a it,
1: it's a it's a new it's just man like let these I you know, know i let sent you stories a, happen.
0: I sent you a picture uh this past week of Batman holding comedians button, and yeah it is yeah. dude every time I see that, I get excited over oh, yeah. what's going to happen and Trust me when I say this, folks. I, I know that people are concerned about the purity of The Watchman. Now, I've, I've read The Watchman. Right. It, it's not an easy read. It's essentially a novel with comic book panels. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it, the way it's structured, it's written, the way the panels are laid out, it is all by design. Nothing was by accident with that right. book. And it stands the test of time, literally, as one of the greatest comic graphic novels of all time. If you right. have not read The Watchmen, buy it the second this podcast is over or hit pause. Go buy it. It, it needs to be in your library. It needs yeah. to be read. It's not, again, it's not an easy read. You'll find yourself flipping back because there's just so
1: much going on. It's a lot of content, man. It's, it's, a, it's amazing content. Book. It's a, it's a, it's a, and it's, uh, st- the color scheming in, in the Watchmen comic book is unbelievable. It's so
0: deliberate. Everything is deliberate. Everything
1: is. And we talked about this at yes. length before, but it's just, it's good.
0: Oh, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it stands the test of time. It just yeah, does. It really does. It really does. And so I, I, I get the, I get fans who, who feel as if the purity yeah, of that book is being messed with. I, I mm. understand that. And I'm and I'm yeah. empathetic towards it. I really am. I joke with you guys. And so you get over it. I, I'm empathetic to it. It's also a property that DC number one knows what they have with that. And I know a lot of folks didn't like the before Watchmen series. They felt that it, it cheapened the story. I, I don't believe so. I don't think that it did. Um, Alan Moore didn't like it, but Alan Moore doesn't like anything. So I mean, it, you know, <laughs> okay, so he didn't like. Okay, you know, add okay. add yeah. that to the list of things Alan Moore doesn't like. Um, I just I'm so excited to see how the Justice League will react to Doctor Manhattan, how the DC universe reacts to. And it, it may not be the. We, you may not even see the other watchman. You may not see comedian. You may not see Rorschach. But man, I hope so. Yeah. I hope well, we'll so. S- I mean,
1: you know, we'll we'll see how this works. I know the, Yeah. It, and, it
0: just it, it's it's such a great possibility, yeah. and um, I I applaud DC for taking the risk. Yeah. And just you know, let's slow down everybody. Let's see how it plays out, and and yeah. let's give it the benefit of the doubt. I like the medium burn to get there, and I think it's going to be a good payoff.
1: Cool, I'm I am with you. I think it's going to be cool. I'm, I'll join. I'll join the. I'll join. I'll jump in after. I'm sure. I'll I'll join it. Well, at dude, some point. you've got
0: so much going on right now, and you were just good telling me grief. about a new
1: book that
0: you that you dove into. I want you to talk a little bit about that.
1: Man. Oh yeah, man. Well, I, I, well, you got two of bit. them. You got two of them. You want to talk? I've about. got I've got three sitting right here. You got three I'm of them. All right, man. Good grief, it's a mess. Ryan O'Farrell, um,
0: take take it away.
1: No, but I I do want to say just this re on the last part of this rebirth thing as we're talking about it. Uh DC posted today um Feb- yeah, today is February 16th. Yes. Uh this afternoon, DC posted a uh one of their tweets uh was about the lenticular cover of Batman number 22. And it's part of the DC rebirth crossover with the flash. Yes. And, uh, and the tagline on that they put on it is says, and that's why you don't mess with timelines, Barry. Um, (laughs) because (laughs) the cover is so good. It is the flashpoint flash or sorry, flashpoint Batman, which is not Bruce Wayne. It's his father. That's right. Um, it's his and And, uh, and, 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 and on, the bottom of the, on the bottom of the page, it shows Batman in the background, and then it shows Bruce as a kid and his mother both dead on the street. Yes,
0: they, they were the ones who were murdered in Flashpoint. They were the ones who yes. were murdered in Flashpoint.
1: Now, there's some back and forth about that, because in some Flashpoint iterations, uh, she isn't dead. It's just Bruce who gets shot, and she's actually the Joker. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. that she—that's how the Joker is created, and they end up being—they are still immortal enemies. But Batman carries a nine millimeter, and he's not afraid to use it. Oh ever.
0: yeah, dude. Yeah. And the Flashpoint, um, dude. He—he he straight flash up. Flashpoint. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. He's popping dudes. So yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but that's again that's Papa Wayne, uh, not Bruce. So uh, anyway, and then it shows that it shows us it cycles with another cover of Batman, and it's still the Batman cover, but it's reverse flash. And it shows Barry uh, weeping over his mother. Yeah, and I tell you, it's just cycling back and forth. Like I reposted it on our Twitter on our Twitter page, but it's just cycling back and forth. And it is the coolest cover. Uh, I, t- I tell you, I'm 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 getting more excited about Rebirth. I wasn't excited about it when it first kicked off. The art turned me off, but I'm telling you, like the more you talk about it, the more I'm seeing some really good storylines being presented and really good art being done. Man, it's gonna be tough not to pick it up. You know, and, and I'm
0: telling you, man, I mean, the, the way they have reintroduced Superman, uh, having him, you know, the, he's, you know, the, the post or pre-crisis, this is the yeah. Superman who died at the hands of doomsday. Yeah. Uh, having him interact with the new 52, because new 52 continuity did not go away. Okay. I think people need yeah. to understand that. It, the, rebirth is not new continuity. Okay, right. so it it is still there. So, uh, you know, the New Fifty Two Era Superman he he is dead. Court of Owls that happened. Death of the family happened. Superman right. and Wonder Woman were a couple. I mean, all of that is continuity that has not gone away. Right. But to have this Superman who has memories of all of these people and they are not the people he interacts with now, and yeah, the, and so it it's essentially like Bruce and Clark kind of starting over. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's very a cool, cool way to do it too. Yeah, it's a nice way to kind of do that. All right, dude. And enough of me with rebirth. T- talk to some folks about what you're reading,
1: dude. All right. I am reading uh, a, a book that came out quite a while ago. Um, Let's see here. When was this? Uh, Well, this is the fourth printing, Um, but this is from image Uh, image produced this book. And I had heard about this probably a few years ago. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a few years. Um, since this book actually was actually was written and came out when when did this come out um it says 2017 over and over and over again but i think it's just a reprint
0: yeah that should just be the reprint date yeah these are all the reprints if that if, um, if that's the title i think you're talking about yeah yeah it
1: said. is yeah uh man i want to say like 2011 to 20 2011 2012 i think when this hit the shelves um anyway enough suspense chew uh c h e w chew and I had remembered this book from uh, a buddy of mine named Phil and he was uh Phil Del Real I don't know if you remember him and yes I remember uh, Phil there you go and we were in an airport together um after some work stuff and uh flying home to Arizona uh and he had this comic book and he and he was reading it, and at the time I was interested in in a plethora of things, and um, a com an, uh, an indie in in what I considered to be an independent comic book wasn't one of those things that I was going to dive right into. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was just doing other stuff. So fear, fear, right? No, seriously. <laughs>
0: you, well, we've talked about. It. I mean, sometimes people are scared yeah. of, about a, an independent book. It's it's an unknown. It it's, it's an unknown, unknown quantity, right? I mean, it's like we're comfortable with Spider-Man and we're comfortable with Captain America and we're comfortable with Batman.
1: Who who you're the right. hell and I yeah. need to talk about this. And I was like, going to brush past that, but cuz you are like, well, who the
0: hell is Chu, right? I mean, right. yeah. I mean, so there's, I, there's I a lo- there's it. this fear. There's a fear.
1: It's not and it's 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 this weird you live in uncertainty and at the time like I remembered, I think uh I think New 52 was just on the brink of doing their doing their reboot. And I was really into that. I was like, man, I really want to be, I'm a Batman fan. I, I've always been a Batman fan. Like I really want to get into this. I really want to get into the new DC and you know, here comes another comic book. And I tell you alternative comic, And I'll tell, I'll call them alternative comics for right now. Um, aside from our big names, right? Aside from the comic book heroes, the big, the big two, the big two, uh, the big, yeah, the Marvel and DC. Right. Yeah. But, Aside from even just the namesakes, you know, Batman, Superman, all of that, it is really tough to sell um, just with other people having a conversation about a different type of comic book. And once you start reading these alternative comic books, it's almost like, okay, what's the nerd doing? You know, why is he not reading something cool like Superman or yeah. something cool you, you like freak. The Flash? It's like, it's like, yeah, like saying, why th- would you, why would you read a comic book that doesn't have anything to do with a superhero? And the only
0: movies you go see are the art house flex. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of right. that mentality. Oh, I don't go watch blockbusters. I go watch, you know, art yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. And French, it's a little weird. Yeah. French it's movies. Like, man, like, yeah.
1: I didn't, and I think at the time I thought like I don't know if I'm just that into comic books. I don't know if I just I want to read anything else other than the big, you know, superheroes. It's
0: a safe zone,
1: I think. It's very much it's a safe zone. zone. And so we started doing our show, and we started talking a lot about other comics we started talking about image and we started you know we did a whole thing on image which was still superhero stuff besides the walking dead and we started talking through a lot of things and it got me man i tell you my my curiosity has been peaked over and over and over again and i started branching out and i started really looking into some stuff that i would not normally look into and chew is one of those um now this shouldn't come as much spoilers only because it's so old but if you haven't read it um I tell you, it is bizarre, and it is one of the most bizarre stories I think I've I've read. Give, give the people uh, the premise of Chew in the comics. So yeah. the Chew, uh, Chew, uh, the, is Chew. C-H-E-W <laughs> the Chew, the Chew, the Chew, Yeah, uh, it follows uh and it follows uh, an Asian American detective named Tony Chu, C H U, um, and he's a C-H-E-W-Pathic, and that is a term described that when a, when they bite into something, like an apple, for instance, um, he knows the history of where that apple, that apple came from. He knows the apple tree that it came off of. He knows the manufacturing process that took from the tree through the plant and was sprayed with this many pesticides and sprayed with this and that and the other and was wax coated and was put in the store and five people picked it up and put it back down before he grabbed it and ate it. So he goes, the only thing, and I think it's kind of funny, the only thing he doesn't get a feeling off of or a reading, as they call it, is beets. And so he eats beets essentially for for his lifetime. He says that he's. That's the only meal he can eat in silence without being just assaulted. He said he, when you bite into chicken, you see the manufacturing process of a chicken plant. When you bite into a beef burger, you see the manufacturing process of a beef plant. So that's kind of his. That's kind of what he. That's kind of what happens with him. So he ends up working in a world that was um, plagued by a what they call the av- um, avian flu, this bird flu. That uh, came from chicken, and so chicken is essentially like outlawed. You can't have chicken. Chicken is out, um, which makes it, of course, like this black market delicacy. So there's black market circles that have these chicken. And so um, Tony Chu is a detective. Um, he and some uh, the FDA, which is the most powerful um, who is it? they're the most powerful government entity in this la- in this world. Uh, because of the bird flu epidemic, so the the Food and Drug Administration is the top the top government entity do do they run the government? they are the they are uh, they are they took the place of FBI essentially okay all right so like instead of just FDA doing food and drug like Fda like like tells the FBI what to do okay and the, they control the CIA they tell the CIA what to do okay so that's kind of where the FDA stands. So he works as a local cop, and you know his buddy, you know his partner goes down in the line of fire, and so he uh, find, you know, he knows this about himself, and so to solve a mystery, um, he they end up going and getting some soup at a, a black market uh, underground club, and he got chicken soup, and it turns out the chef had cut himself while making the soup and bled onto the ingredients, cooked it anyway. And so when Tony Chu takes a bite of this soup, he's like, okay, there's a serial killer in the kitchen right now. And that's what we need to go take care of. And so like, that's kind of one of their first, like the, him and his partner, they go after the serial killer and it ends up unfolding from there. It ends up unfolding into, like him meeting these top execs you know these top runner agents of the FDA and uh they go on to s- try to solve what was going on with this black market chicken thing um and of course it envelops into or uh, it it uh, rolls out into another conspiracy storyline at the end of the uh i think it's a 5 episode i i got the trade paperback so it's a collection of 5 you know, we talk about that a lot. So, um, it's the best way, not, best way to get caught up is the, I tell you,
0: collected volumes,
1: really collected is, volumes, yes. the trade paperbacks. Um, and I tell you, it was like six bucks, I think on Amazon, uh, new, new. Oh, wow. And, that's uh, good. that's good price. Yeah. I think it was six or seven bucks or something. Okay. And, uh, from image. And I tell you, it sounds, it sounds weird and it sounds like super strange, and I say this is probably one of the weirdest things I've ever read. But I was telling you the other night, I'm texting you. I'm like, dude, this is captivating. It is so strange that I can't stop reading it. I need to find out what happens. And, uh, you know, he ends up biting into a dog that's been like, you know, vacuum sealed into a baggie so he could pick up on another. You know, it's it's and like I said, it sounds bizarre and it sounds really weird. I don't want to spoil everything. Uh, there's a, some really <laughs> neat moments in here. Um, but I tell you that's that's how he operates, and that's how his powers operate. Is this, you know, uh, this uh, what do they call it again? The sibio sibiopathic, sibio sibiopathic, sibopathic, sibopathic, sibopathic. I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay,
0: sibopathic. All
1: right, but yeah, man. I, I, anyway. Um, fascinating, fun. Uh, drawn really well. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see, uh, drawn and colored by Rob. Gallery, Um and uh, it's just cool, man. So if you have a chance, uh if you're curious enough, um go into go into a comic book shop. They should they they have these laying around. Um just because it was number one bestseller for uh quite some time actually. Well, it yeah, up, it is being on top of the um Well, it is being on top of the list. Well, yeah, it it is one of
0: Image's uh, better selling books. I mean, and not that Image doesn't have great selling books. I mean, obviously, The Walking Dead, I think, comes to people's minds like right off the bat. A lot of the Spawn
1: re-releases have been coming back up, too. Spawn,
0: Spawn, Savage Dragon, uh, you know, Black Science is one of their big ones. But yeah, dude, that's that's cool. The way that you describe, you know, how you came to Chew, uh, and and it's not a book that I'm familiar with, it. I'm familiar with the concept, um, have not, yeah. have not read it. My, myself, yeah. uh, though kind of similar to, you know, how I was drawn to black science was right. It, it is so out there and unlike really anything that is currently in print. And because image allows its creators to completely have 100% full control yeah. over their content and whatever direction that they want to go in. It, it frees up that word to use your word. You were absolutely captivated. Yeah. Uh, by, by yeah. what you were reading because mm-hmm. you know, you could get to issue five and the writer creator decides to kill the main character and move yeah. and, and potentially move on to someone else right. as the main character. So there's that always that, that little element. It's like as, as much as, you know, we enjoy the big two, it's going to be very rare that when you get to the end of a story cycle, you know, Thor's dead. I mean, right. I mean, it's, (laughs) it it can happen, but it's usually like advertised like well in advance, right? Hey, Thor's dying in 13 issues. Right. So it's like, you kind of, you kind of build to that. Um, That's cool, dude. I, I, I love the fact that, that you're that you're self-aware of some of the hesitation of the of the i guess you can you still call
1: image an independent publisher i mean they're a major publishing company but i mean it's it's hard i mean well that's the thing like image themselves i don't think is um but the some of the comics that they do uh yeah would would fall under yeah you're right would fall under the banner of being quote unquote yeah when you look at some of those other like outside of the norm comics Again, the, the there's a stigma behind it, at least from me. And I, and I and this may not be for everybody. And you probably maybe listening to this right now just going, What is this guy talking about? But to me, like that's what it was. Like I really didn't Man, I did not invest into them a few years ago. And um It's fun, I'm isn't going it? back on that now, just to kind it's of go fun. back and just go, okay, like what did I miss, man? Because I missed a lot. It's fun, dude. It, it's when you it's break. Super fun.
0: Yeah, when you break from the traditional norms. I mean, I I love to be able to shift gears from you know, Batman to the walking dead because right, it, it's, yeah. it's such a great
1: change of pace. All right, man, what else you got going on there, dude? The second, uh, kind of odd comic. And, uh, <laughs> I love that you, I texted you about this and you're like, those guys are nerd metal, man. Um, yes. And I, and the, I
0: co-host a heavy metal podcast and I have referred to this band as nerd metal on that show you, as well.
1: Too. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah. With with, with um, love, with love. I Pro- yeah, that, they're, yeah, they're they're prog metal. Um, it's a uh, Coheed and Cambria, and I and I've tweeted about this, and I have put it on our Facebook page. Uh, Coheed and Cambria, they are a concept band, and uh, what that means is that uh, the the lead singer Claudio Sanchez has developed w- with uh, some of the other members of the band has developed the storyline that he they tell through albums, and each album that they do is, is not necessarily a collection of just songs about, you know, their life and about stuff and about things and about whatever's like, it's actually telling the story, a collected story about characters. Um, And I think the music rocks anyway. And I've been a big fan of them since I caught them in Warped Tour in like 2004. Um, And they were playing uh, some of their stuff from their, their second album, uh, which is called "In Keeping of In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Uh, the I know it sounds wacky and wild, and it's fun. Anyway, it's a span, it's a fantasy space epic um, about uh, <laughs> about a collection of characters that's almost it's confusing. Still, some t- some of it's still confusing. Now, now are you
0: talking about the <laughs> okay?
1: Because now I'm confused. Are you talking about the album or the book? Well, the albums, the album first, and then that okay. reflects inside of the comic okay. book.
0: Okay, all right, I got you. I got you.
1: So he has again, and he's come out. He's had to come out with, and I think what was so interesting about it, because once people started figuring out that they're a concept band, they started asking a lot of questions. And they're like, "Cool, so how does how do these characters know each other? And how do like where's the relationship between you know Cohi and Cambria are known as the mother and the father, and they have their son Claudio. And that's where he and he really kind of started writing this fantasy, kind of mirroring and paralleling his own life. You know, his dad had struggled with heroin, uh, you know, as he grew up. And, and um, that's where a dragonfly comes in. I don't know if you guys, if you knew that or not, but dragonfly is kind of representative of a heroin addiction. Um, and so that's, the, that's one of their main symbols as their band. And, and, and so he kind of mirrors things into this space fantasy epic from his life. And so he kind of told his own story in this fantastic way. Um, but after after hearing these questions and after like people saying like what is going on like he started to explore some of other areas of uh, interests and one of those was writing uh, just writing a book and he wrote Year of the Black Rainbow which echoes another album of theirs and uh, it's a man that thing's like an inch and a half thick it's a big book um, but he also started a comic book company called Evil Inc and evil ink comics and they work with another company called boom studios and he writes he's writing um volumes based on these albums and the art is pretty rad and you can totally tell it's like an independent publisher there's it's um it's not that it's rough around the edges it's just not as clean as, as you're used to when you're, sure. when you're picking up a normal book. Sure. Um, but I tell you the, the, the space battles that, um, kind of showing you here, some of the space battles that are, that are written inside of this, uh, inside of this book, they're just, they're drawn really cool. They, they end up fighting underneath the ocean on this, this planet. That's just a storm planet. Um, and so it, it goes over, it, it goes from, uh, from multiple planets and there's a, multiple planets called the Keywork, and that's their symbol. Okay. Called, and, and if you, if you look at that, symbol, it's a triangle with a bunch of circles and it's actually supposed to represent a federation or a, an alignment of planets. Okay. And so when this alignment happens, um, you can imagine kind of, we can kind of go from there. A, when the alignment happens, there's a space, this mage, um, named Ryan Wilhelm. Who's at the, is at the, who's the enemy who has been, a destroying planets in the keywork, like key planets in the keywork that will allow him to essentially take this thing that is supposed to be made of light that is kind of uh, works together for good and and makes it work together for him and for evil. So um man, it's so complicated. And I'm doing a really bad job at explaining. It, it sounds about it sounds this. a little complex. It's super complex. Um but it's if uh if you're if you've listened to Coheed and Cambria know that they are writing they're actually writing um in the process of uh pinning and and putting to putting to paper the third album uh which is uh um man you're <laughs> <drawing> on blanks all <laughs> you'll, tonight. Get there, man, you'll get there you'll get them i'm drawing blanks all tonight keep going ryan um, keep going <laughs> good apollo i'm burning star four is the okay. third album <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh and it's going to be their next, it's going to be his next series of books. And so I decided, man, I'm going to play catch up because good Apollo on burning star four is my f- most favorite album uh, that they've ever put out. And in fact, uh, Lauren and I, well, our first dance when our, when we got married was to a Coheed and Cambria song. Okay. Uh, that was from that album. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, there, w- <laughs> yeah, we got some strange looks that night. We got strange looks all the time, but, uh, but I tell you, it's a really cool storyline. It's really huge. It's really epic. And, uh, when you, when you start, if you can find the book, it took me a while to find this book. Um, and I had to get it used. So it's a little, yeah, it looks a a little beat up. Yeah, it's a little beat up, you know, um, and I, and I tried to find the first set, which was, uh, called the Armory Wars, which is the head title for this book. It's called the Armory Wars. And uh, the second stage, Turbine Blade, which is their first album. Okay. Th- I found copies of that, trying, people trying to sell them for like 300 bucks. Whoa. Um, Whoa. And apparently because he's, he's signed a lot of those. So, and so yeah. So yeah but, the the you know. copy
0: that you held up there makes my copy of Extreme Sacrifice look like, like mint uh, condition. <laughs> and mine apparently went through a shower. Um, yeah but it's cool so I are, again like are you able to like, just trot into your local comic shop and and get this would it be something that they would have to special order or
1: uh, Evil Inc actually has them Okay, uh, no, I do. And that's after I ordered it from Amazon. I, I okay. looked at Evil Inc. Okay. And they, they still have copies of this book. So,
0: you know, we we do uh, remind you guys frequently that we are a PG rated show. I am on Evil Inc's website. It's evil-inc.com, I-N-C, evil-inc.com, I believe is the publishing company, Evil Inc, right?
1: Uh, if you go to evilinccomics.com, that has... Uh, oh, am stuff. I on the wrong one? You might be. Where were you? Evil dash ink. Yeah. Is that,
0: is that the wrong one?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. What,
0: All right. I'm glad I said something because they, it looks like they special, because I was going to warn our readers. If you go, it looks like they specialize in adult comics. So I need, what? yes, they've got uh, a whole not safer work comic page. Um, I'm scrolling through this <laughs> site and I'm like, I should probably give this disclaimer here because I'm looking at some boobies, um, by, <laughs> So so before we just send you all trotting down to evilink.com, just be forewarned. You're going to see
1: some boobies. Okay, so Dude, I can't even find what you were looking uh, at. Like, that's I'll so send, funny. Yeah, anyway. I'll send
0: you the link if you're really Good dying grief. to see it. No, nah, I'm not dying um, to see yeah, it. But. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like p- pornographic comic books. I mean, where does it? Nope, end? not that one. Wrong one. Where does one. it end? Uh, <laughs> Wrong so, one. So give the give the give the folks the uh, correct website if they want to go check it
1: out. Evilinkcomics.com. No Evil dashes. Comics, no okay. slashes. Yeah, no. Don't zeros listen to rows. where I went. <laughs> Good lord! I know. I managed to find um, myself in the bowels of the internet on just about like every show but he's got some they've got some more common they, they after they started the company uh to tell the story of the armory wars um and for him to tell the story of of you know the uh, cambria and and claudio uh or um yeah claudio kilgannon which is his the character's name they actually started to come out with some more stuff and they do another oh, okay. one called kill audio. And uh, cool. there's another comic called translucent that I'm really, that really looks interesting. But so in other words, the, the again, chances, just, uh,
0: the, the, the best way it sounds like to get this book, either go through the distributor directly. You got yours through uh, Amazon.
1: I got, yeah, I got mine used from Amazon. I'd say that's probably not the best way to go if you're looking to get some, get some cool stuff. But uh, I would say probably go to evil Inc. Uh, comics.com and pick it up if you're if you're looking
0: for, or it. you know give your local comic shop a spin that's something they could possibly uh special order for you and, you and they, well may they, uh, they, they, they may have it or they could have it sitting on their shelf too you never know yeah yeah
1: cool man so that's what uh, and then uh <laughs> you know like i mentioned before yeah like i mentioned before i've been i've been working my way through harbinger wars volume one and i haven't um I made it about halfway through and I think that's when Chu arrived and then the Armory Wars happened. And so I kind of set down uh, the Harbinger Wars for a minute so I could catch up on those two. And they totally got my attention. So I'll have to – I I'd kind of have to – I picked up uh, Harbinger Wars Volume 1. I, I realized I had to go back a couple of pages just to make sure I caught up. However, like I mentioned last week – I didn't have to go very far because Valiant does a fantastic job at making sure you're all caught up in between the book itself. That's what so, they do, man. Gar, I can't get over it. That's I tried to do. get over it and I can't. And it's fantastic. That is what they do. Yeah. Good times.
0: So, you know, it's funny when you uh, when you mentioned uh, Coheed and Cambria comics to me. Um, right. Man, I don't know. It was a while ago. Um, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, that's interesting. Uh, and I got to thinking, you know, it's, uh, and you know, not throwing shade at Coheed and Cambria. I mean, if you listen to this, our sister show, um, you, you love who you love and you know, well, we certainly will have like our favorites. A lot of the bands that I enjoy, people will snicker and roll their eyes at and sure, yeah, that's cool. But it was, it was interesting because you we were talking about Coheed and Cambria. Uh, now the band members aren't in the comics, are they?
1: No, no, okay. No. Yeah, it's not like a band comic. I was book. gonna it's say not because like, you y- know they they jump on stage <laughs> and they play some music and then they go they go which, jump in the spaceships, and... which is
0: where I'm gonna lead to my <laughs> yeah, one of my personal favorites uh, <laughs> is is Kiss. Now, if you if you listen to saucy riffs and tasty licks, I am a huge Kiss fan. I am yeah. not a blind Kiss fan. My Merchandising money does stop after a while where I'm like, oh, OK, you guys <laughs> got enough of my money. All right. Th- that being said, um, they ha- they have a very interesting history with with comic books. And so and it's been just about terrible um, and unreadable <laughs> from from the get go. <laughs> and so um, when, when you're talking to me about this Coheed and Cambria comic. A while back ago, I didn't really say anything out loud. I was saying, I'm like, God bless it. I mean, if that's anything,
1: I've I've seen this, I've seen this before. I've been there
0: and done that, pal. And there's no good is going to come from that. Uh, really, I think the only cool thing that you can say about Kiss Comics is, um, and they, dude, they're these guys have you know, there's nothing that Gene Simmons will not whore out uh the kiss name too. Um <laughs> literally n- nothing. Um
1: there's KISS Coffee. <laughs> Gene Simmons there's Kiss the brand of KISS and Oh it is a brand and made it and made it a in a way oh he took the band Kiss oh, and made it, it a brand. It
0: is a brand and you know what hey um you can hear more on 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 uh saucy refs they are not just a gimmick band. I mean, and you've, you've come around a little bit um, that they, oh, yeah. they are a very, very good band. And if you have not experienced kiss live, um, then you don't get it. And I recommend before they hang up the boots, which is kind of, kind of, kind of getting to that point where they're, they're going to right. uh, retire yeah. that out. Um, get a chance to go see them live. It it, it will change your perspective. Uh, when you think, yeah. when you think of a band that is, fan first and fan experience first uh it is kiss and very much so yeah. though you will pay for that experience so just going <laughs> to leave it at that uh anyway Really, the only cool thing that I think that has ever come from a Kiss comic is when Marvel first introduced it. I want to say it was like 1978, 79, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't even a comic book. It was a comic magazine. And we this thing we can talk about in a future episode where the, there used to be yeah. these comic magazines were actually pretty cool. But they, they had their own blood mixed into the red ink uh, for the comic. Just a little pinprick on each of their fingers. And they bled into the ink. So literally every first run issue uh had kiss blood in it. Um what? Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty rock and roll. All right. I'm not gonna argue with that. Uh and that's a legitimate story. That's not that's not uh you know that is crazy that's not malarkey. Uh that is a that is a true story. It's not like they, you know, slit their wrists and just bled profusely no, into it- um into the into the ink. But it's just a little pin prick. It was drawn uh you know by a nurse, um drawn and just like just a little drop. Each each band member, original band member. Gene and Paul are the only two original members still in the band. But you know this is when uh Ace Freely and Peter Chris were in the band. Uh they each uh you know little little pinprick little drop a couple little drops of blood into the into the red ink and so for the first run first print because their blood got swirled around in the ink, and obviously you know it you you can't tell when you're looking at the comic whether there's blood in there, but there's going to be a trace trace teeny tiny amount because it got swirled in so if you've got one of those first run kiss comic magazines, you've got kiss blood on the pages, and it's
1: pretty freaking that's a, that's cool a, that's an that's an amazing marketing uh, uh and
0: like I said dude, say what you will about kiss. Kiss, the Kiss Army, which I'm a full-fledged member of. There's a lot of stuff we will buy. And so that was a huge thing. But then they just, you know, they, they've gone through all these different publishers. They were with Marvel. Yeah. They were with Image, um, IDW. You know, I was at uh, my local comic shop. Uh, give them a plug. Samurai Comics in Mesa, Arizona. Love those guys. Uh, I was down there about a week and a half ago. And, I man, I think they're with IDW. No, they're with Archie Comics now, I think. I don't know. I, I ventured, grief. yeah, I ventured over into the you know the quote unquote independent section, and I saw these Kiss comics. I rolled my eyes. Now this is coming from a Kiss <laughs> fan. Okay, I am a Kiss fan. I saw this. I was like, oh brother, they're still Here like, yeah, they're still plowing the fields with this. And I pick it up, and it's it's the most stupid nonsense and essentially <laughs> to, to boil it all down it's just they, they take their personas on the stage like Gene is the demon Paul is the star child uh, Tommy Thayer is the you know the spaceman Eric Singer's the cat man and they, they turn them into like these mythological like superhero type characters it, it's stupid <laughs> it is so stupid <laughs> and as, as I'm flipping through this book I, I swear to heaven it was about probably 42% ads in this book.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It had to be. Oh, yeah. Thin, to say the least, when it came to <laughs> the story. And uh, I think... Well, what
1: are we going to put on this page? I don't know. Just give me another... Just, let's do another ad page Jean's there. We guys, we're running out of We're running out of story. And we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. And we got 12 more pages oh, to... Oh,
0: what a mess. And <laughs> We're in the third act, and we got 12 pages left. You know, and I and I thought about buying it just out of like, uh, like just my as my is my dutiful loyalty to the band or whatever. <laughs> it's like four ninety nine. I put it back. I'm like, you guys can eat all the dirt. I am not giving you, <laughs> you
1: kidding? five dollars. Batman yeah. is is three ninety nine.
0: <laughs> Which is pushing it, all right? Which is pushing yeah, it for that's
1: a, that's high for that's well, high for well, and for a print is your typical issue. Well,
0: and for a print copy that's full of ads, it still charged me, you know, darn near four bucks. Yeah, so you know when you were telling me about the Coheed and Cambria comics, I'm like, oh dear Lord, don't let that be oh, anything no. like a kiss comic because they they suck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they've been with about eight different publishers, and yeah. I, I, they they must sell in in some in some capacity army, man um, like
1: the kiss army has to like the, there's yeah. there's got to be a lot of like and that's the thing with like kiss super fans it's just like a lot of oh, other. Oh, dude! Fans. Hey, a few super fans! But like I'm with kiss them super at every fans, concert,
0: man, dude. And some of them like, are just like there is they, nothing they won't buy. There is nothing they won't buy.
1: It, the garage, the garages and rooms in their homes oh, yeah. are, you know, just yeah. poster. Just you cannot see the ceiling. Yeah. For the action figures. Now, you I know, well, it's, it's funny. Uh, I do have yeah. some
0: McFarlane uh, toys, uh, kiss figures, because yeah. when Image was producing Kiss comics, uh, some of them actually were, yeah. were kind of cool. Um, the artwork was phenomenal, but again, the story was like you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm definitely a Kiss fan. It's not unusual to see me wearing a Kiss T-shirt nah. or or listening yeah. to some Kiss tunes. But no, nah, dude, my my little recording area here in my house, there's there's no Kiss up on the walls. There's plenty of Kiss vinyl sitting over here next to me. But uh, no, yeah. yeah, but yeah, there there are some Kiss fans, man, that just I you- they, there is no limit <laughs> to what they'll buy. And you know, I'd be—I would really love to know, like, yeah. how many individual issues, uh, you know, they they
1: would sell. Um, mm. That'd be a good <laughs> sales number to kind oh, of read through, or maybe I don't good want to grief. see it. Right? You'd be in the double digits, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe triple. I think you would hit triple digits. Oh, I can't imagine a thousand you, of things. You could shelf, uh, you could maybe hit four digits, maybe. Man, mm, um, yeah, that's tough. I would be surprised. I guess I wouldn't be that surprised, but I would be like. Really? <laughs> well, it feel like there's just not a lot of those. Th- I feel like because of like, you know, they're, they're, ad space. So it's like, you know, they can't be selling a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're making their money off of ads. Yeah. In and,
0: the- and is, uh, and I, and I don't think that, uh, I don't think the band sells the books, uh, you know, directly. They're uh, not pushing uh, the those website. up the concert
1: on the merch table. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no,
0: I have not. <laughs> At least I haven't seen any kiss comics. Uh, yeah. I bought plenty of $45 concert t-shirts where, you oh, know, yeah. Right. And you get home, you're like, what have I done?
1: <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> hey, I've made that mistake more than once. And so. I'll do it again. I'm with you. I'll do it again. Uh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Yep, yep. Okay, yep. dude, I'm sorry. Um, not not to steal McFarlane the thunder on the co-heading but that, that's where I got no, concerned
0: okay. for you. I'm like, man, dude, I hope no. this I hope this this poop doesn't let him down because no. <laughs> I once invested in Kiss Comics, Ryan, and it just didn't work out.
1: <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah, I'll put it good. that way. Thankfully they have a cohesive story to tell, and that's the thing. They've built their they've built the storyline inside of their music already. And cool. so it's you know, it's an easy, it's a very easy step to take into sure, comics sure. and anyway, cool read. I uh, you, you spoke about McFarlane toys and, uh, they're making a few things, um, most recently that, that got some attention. Daryl, um, a 10 inch Daryl from the walking dead, Durl. uh, Norman Reedus, uh, toy uh, or action figure, action figure. Doll. Him on the motorcycle. <laughs> a uh, Norman Reedus doll for you to comb, doll, his hair. Yeah. comb his hair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, him on the motorcycle, he's got his trusty crossbow putting a couple arrows into or a couple couple bolts inside of some walkers' heads. Yeah, and very, that's cool, man. I you, it's it's a ten inches tall. And I and I looked at the thing on the on a website, I was like, Man, that looks cool, but it looks like it was like four inches tall. And then it said it was ten inches tall, and I'm like Good lord, a that commitment. thing is huge. That's a commitment. Because that's, to put uh, that's your, up. Yeah, and it's it was it was three times as wide as it was tall. That's just a, looking at the. That's thing. definitely
0: a commitment to put on your desk or. Oh man, bookshelf I, I, or something. That's
1: just, it, it. Looked awesome. It looked like a spitting image of Norman Reedus for sure. Um, and they made a, you know, they made a a, a as well. Oh yeah, from Destiny. From Destiny, you're all about <laughs> that, dude. It it was tempting. How much they <laughs> want? How much idea. they want for it? I didn't look at the price tag. I didn't even like. I saw the thing that. on the website, and I said, "That's cool. You're gonna wanna, I really want that. I'm not going to want to look at that. You're going to want to look
0: at that price tag." Before you click no, buy. because
1: then justification starts uh, happening. Ryan, don't do it. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to do it.
1: Don't do it. Not going to do it, uh, dude. I do well,
0: it. I mean, you know, not to venture too far off topic. Uh, I found um, at Zia Records, someone had sold a retro Lancer. Replica from Gears of War three, life size. Oh no! Yeah, I and and, right. I mean, this isn't a video game podcast, but for those who know me uh, and Ryan can attest to this, I am a Gears of War fan.
1: Did you like that series? Really though? Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. (laughs) Yes, Ryan, I did. It's very good. Halo, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in my world, uh, in my Xbox world, it is Gears first, Halo second in my world. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I'm standing there looking at this retro Lancer and I'm like, what? That's cool. Life size. And I'm like, man, how would I justify
1: this thing? You can't walk in the door. Nope.
0: <laughs> nope. Joanna's going, hey, John, what's that? Check this out. <laughs> Look what I picked up. Can imitate a cog <laughs> running with it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Nah, dude, I'm, yeah, dude, you see that I'll take today? it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny, man. Dude, well, McFarland Toys does uh, some really cool, um, yeah, they, you know, video game, cool you know, they, they did the halo line for a while. They've done, they've, they now have the uh, gears of war license. They have the Titanfall two license. Uh, yeah, they man. do stuff with the NFL. Um, yeah, man, a Lot of, a lot of cool stuff with that.
1: Yeah. The, um, Uh, Just speaking of image and uh, fun things like that, uh, Jim Lee um, apparently is bringing um, Wildstorm back a little bit. Yeah,
0: this this would probably be a good place to to end it on. Um not yeah. not that I'm wanting to, just not, not the, that I'm wanting to get this over with, but yeah, it's it's funny like because it. yeah, because Ryan I'm 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 tired of you, all right? We've got <laughs> tired. No, 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 no. don't read into it. <laughs> no, that. but I just saw it just kind of popped yeah, up on Yeah, it's funny the, I read uh, that feed. I read that earlier yeah. today as well too. Um Did you see the variant cover that they did? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's really interesting the If you guys ever want to read something um that I find very um well, I mean, not to abuse the word interesting, I've used it like four times in the last three sentences that uh, when Jim Lee left image, uh, you know, he owned the rights to everything that was his. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what they all did.
0: Yeah. So image. Yeah. They,
1: they made that part of it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And so when Jim Lee left image and he left on amiable terms, uh, you know, nothing was at, at least at least from what you've seen there, there wasn't any bad blood. And we talked about this on our image show. Jim Lee just came to the realization that he is here to draw really great comics. And when it comes to like running a publishing house, that wasn't, that wasn't his strong suit. That just wasn't what,
1: you know, he's a fantastic artist oh my God, and he man. wanted to just focus in on, I'm Whew. glad I, I can stare at Jim Lee. First I can guy. stare I at Jim Lee artwork all day, man. It's just all beautiful. He was one of the first ones, and we talked about this a lot to 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 go back. And I think, yes. and Mark Farland is one has never, ever, oh, ever, ever, ever staunchly, staunchly, Marvel just, and DC. He just stands ever again. on
0: that too. He's so proud to say he's never yeah. gone back,
1: and that's fine. Yeah, that's great. It's thing. good for him. Good for him. Awesome for you. Jim Lee was one of the ones that after joining Image and after being able to run Wildcats and and uh, um oh, being able to do
0: Wildcats you know. um uh, um death blow uh, right. wildstorm um yeah dude he created yeah he created some really really cool characters um but you know fell yeah. into that rifter
1: in- is the is one of the ones that it it, it it kind of looks a little like Deadpool, but you know,
0: grifter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a little, bit. well,
1: he's got the, it's it's the, it's the red face. It's the red mask with the black eye lining with the white eyes. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you that. It's very, very much. I mean, they don't, of course, like it's, they, there's an echoing around. Well, anyway. did. Everybody look the same
0: in the nineties. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. There you go. The, the swooping hair. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they, they posted one today. um, the wild storm Number Two variant cover, and I reposted it on our Twitter page, and it just—it's just Jim Lee being Jim Lee, and uh, a shirtless grifter looking about as badass as you can. Th- <laughs> it just so—it just brings back memories. Yeah, and that's what I think, and a lot of this is it's nostalgia, and it's that like man, like this is—it's it it's that stuff that comes back for you. Yeah, man. well, what I yeah. love
0: so much about uh, Flashpoint. Was when when Jim Lee came to DC, uh, they they purchased uh, all of Wildstorm Entertainment's content, right? Yeah. So which included Wildcats, Deathblow, Storm, or excuse me, Stormwatch, and they put it into what they called the Wildstorm Universe. Right. And rarely did the Wildstorm Universe cross into the DC Universe. Though yeah. Wildstorm was a part of the DC multiverse, you're all with us, right? Right, just like Vertigo was a part of the DC multiverse. Vertigo included John Constantine, uh, uh I think um, Jonah Hex is in there, or no, yeah, yeah Jonah Hex, yeah, uh, Swamp Thing, uh, no, Man Thing, no, which one's DC? Swamp Thing is DC, Swamp Thing is DC, DC is Swamp Thing, yeah. So uh, when Flashpoint happened, uh, the Wildstorm universe, the Vertigo universe merged into the DC universe proper to create the new 52. And what was so awesome about it was now you had Grifter completely interacting with Batman and Superman and the Justice League and Lois Lane. In fact, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't read Flashpoint, you're about seven years late. Uh, he saves Lois Lane. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and so interesting in the in the cartoon version of Flashpoint, he dies, which he doesn't in the comic book. Which I don't know why they <coughs> went that route. Um, yeah. Interesting, but what whatever. Was it?
1: They, it was a it was a more succinct story, you know. They're telling yeah, if you want the a, if you want the, a, you want the true yeah
0: if you want the true continuity, you need to read the book. But but after that, uh, it, you know, Deathblow, Grifter, Stormwatch, they were all in the DC universe proper. Well, after Rebirth yeah. in in Convergence which led to Rebirth, the Wildstorm universe was now separated out of the DC universe New 52 proper. So continuity exists, but without the Wildstorm universe, which is now kind of on its own again. From what I can understand, now, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Hmm. Please correct me. You have our Twitter feed. You have our Facebook page. (laughs) You have our email. Correct me if I'm wrong. I want to be corrected if I'm wrong. I believe it doesn't have anything to do with rebirth because their packaging, everything that has to do with rebirth says DC Universe Rebirth. The Wildstorm does not have that labeling.
1: I would assume it's maybe just a just not an offshoot or it's just outside of. It's outside of what's happening in, in rebirth. In rebirth, yeah. and I think that's totally fine, and
0: yeah, and it is, and in these characters, you know, live on, and you know, yeah. Image doesn't have the rights to them anymore. They cannot publish anything, Wildcats, anything, Stormwatch, anything, Deathblow. That's why if right. you are able to find old Image versions of those, I recommend that you pick them up. Don't overspend for them, please. We don't price guide on this <laughs> show, but. Use wisdom, okay? I mean, if someone's charging... Do, yeah. do
1: open up more than one search engine for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, someone's,
0: if someone, if a comic shop is charging you... You know, thirty-five dollars for Wildcat's number one and it's Woof. and it's not mint condition, uh keep looking. You will and find You're me. not
1: a comic collector. Correct, right? Um like read yeah. it, if you want to read it, read it for the story, and then if you really get into it, collect it after that. Don't yeah, don't start absolutely. with the collector version. <laughs> no. No. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Uh
0: so yeah, yeah so it's, it's cool yeah, to see those
1: America and do what you want. That's
0: right. It's cool to see those characters <laughs> uh, you know, continue to live on and uh, I like the way that DC has handled them. They treated them very respectfully. Yeah. They didn't, uh, cool. you know, they didn't try to alter them, change them. Oh, you know, we need to do this, You need do that. They just they let you know Wildstorm and Jim Lee handle those characters appropriately, but yet within the guidelines within the guidelines of the DC universe, yeah. right? So, yeah, very cool to see cool. that making a return, man. I like that.
1: I don't yeah, have buddy. anything.
0: I don't have much else, man.
1: I'm it. I'm that's it for me, man. I don't know. I've, that's all on my desk today.
0: That's all I got too, dude. <laughs> Shoo. Oh, one last thing. Uh yeah. I think you mentioned this on the Twitter feed. Uh Doctor Strange is now available on for digital. Yeah. Yeah. Blu-ray, yeah, Blu-ray Rai, not available yet. Yeah, Blu-ray not available yet, but if you'd like to purchase your Content digitally, um, which is funny because when it comes to my music, I love vinyl packaging. When it comes to my comics, I like books. When it comes to my movies, I kind of like them digitally. I don't know. I I, just, <laughs> I really just kind of embrace that. Though I do have some Blu-rays here and there, and some collectors,
1: yeah, collectors I had edition a lot of, I, yeah, DVDs. Not a lot of the Blu-rays, but I it can I just went, be a hassle, digital.
0: man, because I got to get up and put the disc in. And
1: <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, they sell them in a packaging. But once they started this weird move to and this one, this move, I don't understand. This is a whole other topic. Releasing, and this happened with Scoo-Sky *Squid* is when they released the movie digitally before they released the the DVD or the the Blu-ray. And I just was like, I don't know for some reason well, they that's did that the with *Doctor that Strange*, caught. right? I don't think *Doctor Strange*. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, *Doctor Strange* Blu-ray is not out. Yeah, it's not available on Blu-ray yet. But it's on the digital, yeah. and it's like, dude, like that kind of stinks because the the cost is going to essentially be the same on both fronts you're spending 20 bucks on the copy digitally. And then there's a $20 Blu-ray that's coming later on. And 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 that
0: Blu-ray edition more than likely is going to have, you know,
1: it's going to have all the fun stuff.
0: Well, or, or a digital copy, whether, you know, some of them are, yeah, you, you know, can get them with digital copy. You pick yeah. your, you pick your poison, iTunes, Amazon, Voodoo, or whatever. But if you're looking to purchase it right now, like, right uh, now. like Ryan and I did, we bought ours right away.
1: <laughs> Gotta have it. Uh, <laughs> have you it. can get it
0: on, uh, you can get it on iTunes. It's available on yeah. Google play. It's available on Amazon video. It's available on Xbox live PlayStation network. And I want to say it's out there and I want to say Voodoo. Uh, so all the, all the big digital heavy hitters, it, it is available. So whatever format and yeah. device that you use to watch your digital content, go get it. It's well worth the uh, 20 bucks. You cannot go wrong. And you get a lot of cool yeah. extras with it as well too.
1: Yeah. I was watching some of the, I was, I was going through some of it on lunch the other day. Just kind of fast, just remembering some of those moments and watching the key moments in there and um, looked into the timeline again. And, and I, I mentioned before I kind of went, there's a couple of things I said in our doctor strange show, but the one thing I do want to kind of go back with is that, uh, I mentioned that I wasn't sure how long he was out of the, out of the mix, you know, inside of his training. And I thought that he was, it could have even stretched into over a year, over two years. Um, I have been looking into that most recently, come to find out it happens in like eight months. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he becomes, he goes from, uh, he goes from knowing nothing to. Knowing everything. Supreme overlord, every everything. In eight wow. Months. Yeah. Now he's a smart dude. You know, they wrote him, they wrote him in a way where it's just. <laughs> that's a lot to absorb
0: know. in eight months though.
1: But I tell you, that's a, I mean, I guess if you're doing it for yeah. 12 hours a day, whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I that's will- a lot to. That's a short (laughs) timeline for me, but that's why I thought that, honestly, I was like, man, he's got to have it for like, it's got to be like a year or two, but no. I
0: I will go on record one more time as saying I am not fully buying Marvel's timeline on this one. I think there was some retconning in their timeline ex- conversation. And you and I hit on Well, that. hey, I you know. have the
1: time. He's, you know, he I controls know. the time stone. So. I know, right? <laughs> the timeline is I, his will. You know, and we boring. talked about
0: the Marvel no prize. I think they were dishing out no prizes on that one. Uh, yeah, like? probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were. Just a touch. But, you know, that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, does, not dismi- yeah. does not diminish the movie in the slightest. Oh, dude. I feel like we've just, we've packed this episode so full of stuff. And we're going long. And guys, thank you so much for listening. We know our shows can get a little lengthy, Um, but, you know, you can always hit that pause button and come back. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We're almost at that two hour mark. Thank you all for being patient. We would be completely remiss if we did not mention just real briefly, and we can talk some more about it next week, the trailer non-trailer for Avengers Infinity War. You're right. Man. Like that, week. Why you didn't go.
1: we talk about that? I know. Because I know. The Facebook live event with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Happened. So,
0: you know, just kind of recap oh, it super man. quick. You literally see no shot footage because they're shooting it right now. A couple a yeah. couple really cool gems that are confirmed for the movie. And if you haven't seen it jump on YouTube, you can find it like so fast. It'll make your head spin. Um, yep. Yeah, it is a couple really cool nuggets, and we can touch some more on it on the on our next go around. Because again, thank you so much, guys, for being patient. We know we went long, but we just had some cool stuff we wanted to talk about. Is uh, you you see some concept art of Rocket and Thor uh, fighting yeah, side man. by side, which is very cool.
1: Such a cool, uh, such a cool shot. Yes, yeah,
0: Spider Man uh, confirmed for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Tom yeah. Holland is on set with Robert Downey Jr., so Spider Man is in. Uh, we know that Star-Lord is in because Chris Pratt's got a... He's got a couple... Well, he, look, was yeah, he, he was with them. Yeah, he was with right.
1: them. They all three did the presentation. That's
0: right. That's right. Thank you for... Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and, of course, you know, the Avengers, you know, your your usual cast of characters. Obviously, Thor will be in it. Captain America will be in it, of course, even though they, they're not... You don't see them. Um, But, yeah, very cool to see that, you know, Guardians, it looks like, will play as they should... Yeah a very key component in, in infinity war. (coughs) Yep. So yeah, man, uh, go check it out. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week. uh, That's right. You do the wasp. Yes. yes.
1: Uh, that's, that's actually, that movie is in production as well. That's right. right, That's right. You do see Um, some, some ant man, Evangeline Lilly and, uh, and, and Paul Rudd. Yes. So that's going to be, that's, that's starting up right now, which is really cool. Um, it's, and the, I, collector, I I today, the
0: collector is confirmed to be the in, in, yeah. in as well, too.
1: Yeah, it's 20. I think it's 24 superheroes um, minus, And there's one missing that's inside of all of the comics. But it's going to be 24 superheroes that essentially save the galaxy. Um, if, if and who are we missing about it that way? Who would we be missing? We are missing um, Captain Marvel.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. We
1: can't. We can't have a female in there, right? Marvel. Oh, I mean, good goodness. Grief, right? We can't have that oh, mess. Oh man. <laughs> <We> can't <laughs> have
0: a woman in there messing <laughs> things around.
1: God, grief, that's such a disaster too. Anyway, <laughs> I'm hopefully they're writing this ship, and I'm you know as they as what Brie Larson I think is the yep. is 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 taking on the role. Um, I know she got really excited about it as soon as that all. Oh, happened. Oh yeah, dude. She looks the part. She looks the part. <clears throat> She's perfect mm-hmm. for the role. Yeah. And uh, anyway. Uh but they're missing that's the only one that they're missing that would be echoing a comic uh infinity war that's the only character that's missing out of the bunch is miss mar is captain Marvel and i think wow. um very cool I, you know if uh, i don't i think infinity war is gonna happen before captain Marvel um is able to really join that team isn't she I know it's she's well... not confirmed. Yeah, but I can't because the very you know, well.
0: I mean, dude, we've got we got. I think this year we got three Marvel Marvel flicks. We've got, uh Guardians can Volume can Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so we've got we got three more that will lead to uh, Infinity War. Yeah, so probably she will happen after Infinity War. Um, though I mean, depending on, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything concrete on that one. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, so okay. I
1: mean, just the development of that film, I just want to I just um, it's bugging me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we can talk about it later. Yeah. But see. Yeah. We should probably
0: hit that at uh, a later date. But yeah, check it out, guys. It's on YouTube. Very easy to find. Yeah. Just simply just simply search for uh, Avengers Infinity War trailer. And yeah. It, it, so yeah. Cap- OK. Yeah. Very, anyway, very easy. Captain to find. Marvel's
1: Captain after. OK. Infinity. War. OK. OK.
0: So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a huge event be very it, it, in in my opinion a little bit of a tall order that's a lot a lot a lot a lot to stack into a movie so uh hey, and if anybody can Russo do it if anybody can do it hey let's let's be fanboys here the you know Marvel Studios has shown you know time and again that it's not something that they believe is uh going to be difficult to do. so yeah, looking forward to that right all right, man dude now let's officially
1: call it. Let's <laughs> do man. Right, man. This has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. You guys have a great night.